Can you hear me, everyone? Is the audio coming through? <laughs> How are you all? I've not been talking much today, so my vocal cords are fried. Uh, I was just saying, uh, don't worry, everyone. I was just saying I'm lonely in the in the chat because uh, I'm I'm guest free uh, again, and I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I feel I feel particularly particularly when I'm. Well, you'll you'll see what's happening next week. Uh, yeah, it just feels particularly empty. But as soon as you lot are in the chat, I soon soon don't feel uh, like I'm on my onesie. Um, hello. Wait a minute. I'll tell you what I can do. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing? I whizzed out for a bit of a cycle um, just before, uh, so I'm you're pleased to know I'm clean and drinking out of my really scaggy cycle bottle. Don't worry about all the weird grey stuff building up in the mouthpiece. That's fine. It's, it's good. It's strengthening. Anyway, lovely job. Oh well, it's it's going to be it's going to be. We're harking back to uh, sing a bit for your vocal cords. Yeah, I know. I just uh, <clears throat> need to uh, knock out a couple of bass notes, and I'd, I'd see my lo lower range is not there at the moment. Um. So. Uh, yeah, the host is the other me. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we're it's it's a relaxed. It's going to be a relaxed rail natter tonight. Uh, we're going back to the our rail natter roots. Uh, so whilst the theme is very much part two of the Crane Easter uh, series, these there's no plan for tonight's one other than we'll do some of it and I'll tr I'll talk through what I'm doing and we'll maybe learn. You might do some suggestions. You might ask questions. But basically, ask me all your questions. Last time I rushed through a bit. We didn't have too many questions. This time it's going to be. Um, it's going to be a free-for-all. Ask you many, many questions. Um, but first, the news. So, what is in the news? Yeah, boat got stuck. Uh, <laughs> everyone knew that I was going to mention sewers. Uh, yeah, a big old boat got stuck in the Suez Canal, uh, exposing the fragility, but also the, the how lean our uh, supply chains are globally. There's not really much to say about that, other than it was funny. Twitter was enjoyable while this was happening, and uh, yeah, it really it was. It's quite a new ship, and it got somewhat nudged into the uh, the side. Um, oh, Gareth Williams didn't see, ca uh, didn't have a chance to catch up on part one. Well, well then, it's all right. We're going to cover some of what we looked through in, in part one. Um, we went into some detail about the about curve design and stuff in part one, but um, we'll run through that momentarily. Don't worry, Gareth. Um, no, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm. Uh, we're, we're, it's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm responding to things in the chat that were that are referring to ten minutes ago. That, that, that's fine. Let's crack on. So that's that's the news. I don't really. There's nothing more to report on that, to be honest. Um, the Tesla Twit is back. Hooray, uh, Ella! Thank you very much indeed for pointing this nonsense out to me. Um, good grief. So uh, yeah, for all those people, one just just uh, this is like an, an ultimate like test of the Tesla versus the Bitcoin uh, cultists, or the Musk versus the Bitcoin cultists, rather. Um, Bitcoin is stupid, basically evil and nonsense. Um, uh, I I've yet to see a single bl blockchain is also total nonsense. I've never heard a single. In fact, I've only heard one applicable use case and even that ended up sounding like potentially it could be exploited and that was um for people to create nfts out of dick pics uh that, that for women particularly to to use nfts to create dick pics and then the then the man who sends the 
nasty photo has to buy it back at, at high high cost other than that um i've heard not a single useful use of blockchain and bitcoin other than just to waste a huge amount of uh, of resources uh, and so obviously if we're talking about wasting resources and things that seem like a good idea if you're basically quite simple uh elon musk obviously is all about it so uh yeah you can now buy a tesla with bitcoin so fantastic i just what a waste of human skin uh next oh this is loud since october we've finished the south portal civil works and we've started the tbm assembly as you can see behind me we've got various activities going on the tunnel boring machine is comprised of hundreds of parts moving parts as well Effectively, it's like a, a massive moving factory and we won't see it again once it's in there until the other side. The entire excavation process is approximately three years. Once the TBM is fully operational, I'll be a TBM engineer, so I'll be responsible for looking after the day-to-day -day running of the machine. So that would involve various parts from, from ring building um, to looking after the general running of the machine uh, and the machine guidance. As you can see behind me, we've got a couple of cranes assembling both of the machines. Uh, they're getting ready to bore underneath the, the Chiltern Hills and that's where the journey will start. It's very exciting, you see every day it changes here. Yeah, really lucky to be, to be part of this and seeing it uh, grow from very early stages to where we are now. Oh, that was jazzy. Crikey. Uh, now I can do this and also just let that disappear. Um, yeah, don't forget HS2 is a thing. I just spotted the video and I thought it's it's worth, you know, I, I just spotted it on YouTube, uh, downloaded it straight off YouTube uh, and uh, shoved, dumped it in here because I thought it was worth, um, it's quite interesting. It's just interesting to sort of uh, have a look at this and just remind ourselves that it's actually progressing. Um, yeah, the, the the TBM actually puts tunnel panels in the in in the wall as well. That's that's how TBMs have worked for a long time now. They uh, they they use the they actually put the panels in the con precast. Oh, you can't see me. You got big face. They put the precast panels uh, panels in, and they actually push back on those precast panels to actually drive the hydraulically drive the um, the TBM forwards. There are loads of good videos of how that works. I think Crossrail um, have a have some really nice working videos of how that. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've posted some. From when they dug out the uh, when they extended the uh, actually even even earlier than that I think when they were digging the uh, Victoria line they, they were using hydraulically pushed um, oh no they weren't because it was cast iron at that point still it was still an, an older great entry anyway there's loads of, if you just search TBM you on YouTube there's loads of videos showing how they work um, oh, the other thing of course is that HS2 is like uh, is not like it's slipping and slipping in terms of program and cost well cost and program frankly and the reason for that is because of the total lack of energy in it in from government when government actually engages with something it can push it forwards and and, and things can happen if there's if there's just constant belligerence and nitpicking and scope change the reason that the project is delayed is because it keeps getting fiddled with ministers are coming in and fiddling and playing and going oh crop that or can you make that different or can you can we reduce the costs of this it's like no no it was built it's designed to deliver uh, deliver a thing a purpose get on with it every time you fiddle with it you delay it and increase the cost uh, likely offsetting or at least mitigating any minor capital expenditure benefits from tweaking and fiddling so uh, just bloody well get on with it stop mucking around with it anyway uh, that's all very cheery uh, let's uh, oh yeah right that's enough of the news um yes crane easter noun 
one who performs strategic transport planning with a box of coloured crayons, using them to draw lines on a map without thinking through the implications. This is the uh, this is the traditional uh, meaning of cranista that um, hopefully you're all familiar with from last time, but uh, I thought I'd redefine it again to, rem- to remind us all. So cranistying is generally not a good thing, um, but it can be quite fun so long as you follow some rules. And we're gonna, I'm going to remind you of those rules, um, the seven top tips of, of me um, uh, when we get cracking through the episode. But um, yeah, I thought I'd open by reminding us what the definition is. Uh, in any case, let's uh, let's crack on. Let's let's get on with it. Uh, welcome to tonight's Rail Matter, everyone. That should definitely be episode fifty-four. In any case, ah, the N sixty-two-two-five fading away, looking wonderful. Um. Yeah, so we're going to remind ourselves what we covered in part one. Um, is it a real word, or have I just made it up? Asked Matt Reed. No, no, crane easting is definitely a, a thing that's been around. I think the I think the rail forums are where the the, the phrase was first term, uh, the term was first coined rather. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think um, uh, I think it, it quite nicely and neatly describes this. Um, it describes this process, and and it can be a it can be a force for good. It can be a force for problems. Um, uh, I think we talked a bit about that in, in the first one, but we can run over some crap. You know, continue to ask your questions. But I thought we'd run through the, the rules that we went through. So to part one, we kind of came up with seven top tips. Those top tips were, number one, think about what it is for. So um, it is not, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're, if the reason you're wanting the railway to be there is because, oh, there used to be a railway there, that's not a good enough reason to start getting your crayons out. That's not in and of itself a good enough reason. It really isn't. Um, you know, you have to think about: is it because there's some some dense bit of population that's lacking a railway? Is it because you know, for example, the Scottish Greens with their five thousand? Oh, let's get my little face up as well. Although I'm up in the corner again. Um, do we? You know, do you, like, for example, the Scottish Greens who said a population of five thousand or more requires a, a, a railway connection. You know, so follow a logic, follow methodology, but don't go ah oh, because I want there to be a railway there, or ah oh, because there's there's a nice gap. I think a railway would be nice there. No, no, it has to have a purpose. It has to make strategic sense um, because we have limited resources much as i go on about the fact that capital expenditure is not something to limit us by we do have limited re- you know as i say you could write a blank check tomorrow um and we'd still not be delivering the work much quicker than now because without a strategic vision you can't ramp up the supply chain people equipment uh so on and you can't deliver things much quicker so number one think about what it's for number two Think about what it is for again. The chances are you need to really, like, are you absolutely sure that um, that this cannot be done better with a bus, cannot be done better with, you know, um, a new railway station on an existing line, cannot be, you know, there are lots of options to think about. You know, it's just don't don't start scribbling because you there's a bit of railway line you fancy reopening. Anyway, there we are. Um, number three, uh, don't just reuse old alignments. Yeah, this is a key rule. Don't just dive into going straight for new uh, for 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 old alignments. And and when we do, we're going to do one, to, we're going to do a new bit of crane easting completely from scratch. I've not prepared this at all tonight because um, I think maybe if I'm talking through it, what I'm thinking about that'll maybe give you a chance to sort of see my what, what goes through my my brain and and maybe it'll make you think, oh no, he's not doing that right, or uh, or you know maybe you'll think, oh yeah, that, okay, that makes that's that's quite sensible. Oh, I can see what you've done there. So um yeah, 
so don't just reuse old alignments uh, don't just bulldoze everything don't just kind of ignore the fact that there are things you know habitats residences all this stuff actually think about what you're going through um at an early stage go for ideally minimizing any sort of obvious habitat loss but then if you're going to kind of get serious with your korean easting you might want to go into the you know um natural england and go to some of the get download some of the data, gis data sets and actually look at where those habitats are and and start dodging things like uh triple si's sac's ancient woodlands blah 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 number five uh mimic re- real railway geometry don't do weird massive compound curves uh, don't do massive, long, shallow curves that are just totally unrealistic. R- railway geometry is formed of straights and regular curves. So ideally, um, do that. And don't do really steep... Don't have a huge, long straight, then a really sharp kink, and then another long straight, because that's just not how that works. So as best as you can, mimic real railway geometry. Um, number six was, if you remember to slap a cost on it, use big numbers. So I think we said 20 million a, a single track kilometre and 20 million a station were our, were our big rule of thumb numbers. Uh, and uh, number seven was don't do anything fancy don't do like don't start thinking oh we're gonna have cut and cover there or we're gonna have it on a an elevated guide thing don't do anything silly or fancy at the early stage you can when the engineering starts then you can do fancy things but at the beginning when you're doing crane easting assume you know pig iron and blunt objects um when you're doing because this is you know this is super high level so so assuming that you can do something fancy when you haven't got you know a detailed topographical survey in front of you is it, you're kidding yourself those are our top seven tips um so uh what else oh yeah this is me this is so this is a quote from the woodhead episode uh which i'd recommend you go and watch because that's kind of relevant to this as well which is just because closing a railway was a bad idea doesn't mean reopening is a good idea it's a kind of a thing to always keep in your mind in the in the, in these such circumstances. Um, no, I haven't mentioned beaching yet. Oh, but I have now. So there you are. If anyone's got that in your bingo, you've, you're sorted. Um, right. So let's get cracking with part two. And what we're going to do first is actually we're going to possibly embarrassingly pick out a couple of my old Crane Easter lines. Um, we're going to start with some of the Transpenner links. And, and in order to do this, I'm going to whiz over to to google earth any any questions here da, 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 do tourist locations like stonehenge justify stations even without population they can do if they're part of a, a wider railway you, you wouldn't just build a spur railway to go to stonehenge um because operation you've got to kind of think operationally as well so you, you can't just build a so so and we're going to come to this when we're looking at the 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 weatherby railway that we're going to use for the for the crane easter test at the end of this but um You've got to think about the operational model as well. You've got to think about, right, what trains currently run and can we divert, you know, if they're four an hour, can we divert one or two of those along this new alignment? Or, okay, can we introduce a new service? If we introduce a new service, where is it going to fit? How congested are the lines that it's having to fit onto? You've got to think about, these are fairly easy things to think about. You know, it's not, you don't have to be a timetable modeler to do it. It's just have a little thing. If you're going to do some crane easting, think of at least a vaguely viable and sensible um uh, vaguely viable and sensible operational model. We'll, we'll, I'll talk about kind of how that looks uh, shortly. So Transpennine links, let's, let's do this. Here is Britain, and here is the island of Ireland. But um, generally, we're going to be, I, I'm going to focus on this, this place here. This is uh, Great Britain. There's Scotland, there's Wales, there's this, this bizarrely shaped, strange and hyper-nationalist thing that's getting more and more nuts as the years go by. Um, let's uh, have a look at what we're going to do uh yeah let's get hs2 up there we are there's hs2 and uh oh, i made this orange didn't i yeah well i'll leave it orange for now because 
that's fine. I think people wanted to look at this. Uh, and the ECML rerouting. Oh, while I'm at it, I'll also get the existing railway network up as well. So it's not actually. Let's get it up in black, so it's a bit, a bit easier to see. And uh, just gonna. Oh, let me just make this all the same. Yeah, there we go. Just to make that a bit easier. Glorious. So let us. Oh, the other thing. Let me just have a quick look at whether uh, did I have? Yeah, okay. Apparently, yeah, that's fine. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of some of the bits and pieces. So, so one of the so earlier, if you remember last time, we were looking at transpennine links, and we were looking at links across. Um, so I was actually looking at where is it? If I I need to now find it, don't I? I think it was in. Uh, it'll be an existing. It's in here, and I've got. I've been in here for a while, folks, which is why I'm trying to remember where I put these things. Upgrades and additions, North Pennine Mainline. I think if I click, have I got it in here? I'm sure I do. It's somewhere here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, lovely. There we go. Yeah, marvelous. So we were, last time, I think we looked at this, and we looked at this alignment, and, and I kind of talked a bit about talked through a bit about what I was considering and how it would work, and blah blah blah. Um. But that's we're not going to look at that one. We're now going to look at and people who are requesting this in Twitter, so um, so that's fine. We're going to do that, which is to actually look at um, the transpennine. And maybe I will put it, make it a different color so you can see what's unofficial and what is official. Um, so let's just make this. Uh, what color am I going to make it? Let's just make it. Yeah, I, I made it orange, didn't I? Stuff it. Let's make it orange again. F F six six zero zero. Rail that are orange. So we know what's going on. Marvelous. So, sorry, I'm waffling. Black isn't easier to. So I've chosen black uh, because the whole point is that I don't want that to be too easy to see, um, because it's. I think actually the existing tracks are there as well. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I want the black to be not too easy to see, so that it's um, kind of obvious uh, what's new and what's existing. So first of all, we've got we've got HS two here, which the alignments I think of the little tweaks, bits of tweaks here and there. These are now the twenty sixteen alignments, so they're slightly out of date. Um, I think even there, because I, I think my bit of design down at Calvert is now uh, is is won't have been incorporated into this. I've slightly changed. I actually slightly changed the curvature through here. So um, that's not Crane Easting, by the way. That's IRL actual day job stuff. Um, so that that's that's not included in this center lines, but anyway, you can see see lots of glorious stuff. Like for example, Delta Junction down here, looking awesome. Uh, the railway into Curzon Street. There's Curzon Street over here. Um, oh, you can actually see some of the progress they've been making. Oh, the, the Roundhouse is now officially on um, on Google Earth. That's cool. Nice. Anyway, I digress. This is going to be this is going to be so digressy. I'm so sorry. Um, is this existing map of the railway network available to? You? Uh, well, it's just Google Earth. Uh, you can get the existing railway map off google earth um i th i can make the link to the there i do have a i do have a um an a kml file with the existing railway network in it but it's not that up to date to be honest so i, I would i'd recommend finding it somewhere else but there's definitely one in um uh, there's one in google earth anyway right so have i tried qgis for this at any stage i should i need to start learning qgis for some of the things i've got planned for later this year so it is something i need to do uh yes um right so, I mean, I'm trying to work out where to start. Should we start in Leeds? So, in fact, let's not start in Leeds. So, this orange line is it was me crane easting, and and some of it is probably going to be not great because this was done. I did this crane easting quite a long time ago. Um, uh, oh, 
Uh, right, there's lots of questions. I'm going to answer all of these. So, uh, Detour is asking, uh, having mentioned cut and cover, what's the deepest they typically go before a board tunnel will be more realistic? Uh, that's a very good question. It does depend on ground conditions, but like 20 meters is a, a reasonable rule of thumb, I think. That's normally what I'd say is a kind of a fairly rough, uh, fairly rough guide. Um, uh, yeah, th th there are some. Sp there's there's some data in. Uh, Actually, in the HS2 documentation, I think you can download and have a look, and it kind of gives a rough guide of that. Um, Michael C is asking about that. La, da, 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 da. Um, if you're in Canada, they make us bore things about six inches below road level for reasons. Lol. Um, there we go. Da, 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 da. Uh, about oh, Neil Quinn's saying yeah, about twenty meters, but it depends on ground conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's much easier to dig big holes nowadays than a hundred years ago. Yeah, it's quite a lot easier to bore a hole, a, a tunnel. Uh, now with with modern tbms and it used to be really quick and and uh like relatively speaking right so matt reed you ask a very good question this orange line is my proposal for northern powerhouse rail or high speed three sometimes very stupidly and incorrectly called crossrail of the north but that's precisely isn't what it is it, it, it's the opposite of that um this is for doing this is high speed segregation across the pennines connecting liverpool towards hull now, um, I'm going to go from, uh, I'm going to go, f where am I going to go from? I'm going to go from east to west is what I'm going to do. So we're going to start down here. This is the, the line to Hull is quite um, straight. So if you electrify it, and it doesn't have as much traffic, if you electrify it, I reckon that you could probably get away without needing additional high-speed segregation um, and, and you can get a decent service. What I did say was um, essentially providing a bypass of Selby, which is what I did here. And it's probably not particularly... So I designed this to be a 160-mile-an-hour railway. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a 160-mile-an-hour railway, so the curvature all enables 160 miles an hour apart from where it doesn't, where it's, as as with any railway, sometimes you can't go as fast as you want to. You can't keep at line speed. You reduce the speed because you've got particular constraints to deal with. Um, so what am I bulldozing when I come around here? Uh, things, stuff and things. And, you know, this is a pretty high-level... Nothing special. It's snazzy, isn't it? What on earth is that? Bizarre-looking park. Anyway, uh, Selby. This is all floodplain, so this would be quite visible, unavoidably visible. You'd probably have a lot of it on this bit, particularly would be on stilts. This is all very, very soggy ground, so it'd be quite interesting. But anyway, that's that. Um, then you see that I'm broadly following the existing alignment, um, and, and it, whether it would be using the existing tracks or whether it would be paralleling, I don't know. I, I, this was just a center line alignment, so I didn't put a huge, tremendous amount of thought in it. But this, I, if you're interested, by the way, this um, uh, this is uh, not particularly from Leeds towards Liverpool. This is not far off what the actual Northern Paris rail plans are, apart from a few tweaks in Bradford and. Uh, Warrington. Anyway, so uh, coming through the the old connection of the across the so here's the Selby diversion. So going past the Selby diversion, uh, whiz, uh, then whizzing off up here around the bottom of uh, of Sherburn. Uh, so coming off before South Milford, nice little reversing curve, and then connecting up with HS2. And now my proposals would be this is what I think would happen. So this is where I get Crane Easty, but reasonably sensible is um, exploiting this junction on the M1 to have an east of Leeds Parkway station connecting, which essentially provides you an X. So if, if I go up and show you what the, the, the diversion up here is, you imagine this actually enables a bit of, an, a, bit of a sort of a, a cross shape. Uh, and you can have a... So I would put a parkway station here. 
a large parkway station and yes it would have a car park um but it would also be tied into some of the kind of the local transport networks on this side of leeds um because it would enable you to have people coming from you know making connections on all sorts of places uh connection on the m1 yeah useful uh, we can't see your mouse oh of course you can't see my mouse wait a minute i can change that uh let me do let me do this uh properties capture cursor there we are can you see my mouse now hooray yeah you can good um that'll help just remind me to switch that off later uh for curves is the super elevation different between high speed rail and mixed use line yes it is so with high speed rail uh, dedicated high speed rail when you have single types of traffic you can apply more super elevation because you haven't got mixed traffic slower trains and you've got a more predictable timetable where things are not going to be stopping for signals by and large most things are going to be flighted straight through because you optimize you have an optimized timetable you've got william barter on it or whatever um you're not you can optimize that count so you you'll have you'll generally be aiming for um for higher cants uh, and 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 lower cant deficiencies on a high speed line but not necessarily dramatically, because there are still benefits to having reasonable cant efficiency. If you don't know what I'm talking about with cant and cant efficiency, um, head to either the part one of this uh, episode, I think, which was however many months ago, or go to my the Permanent Way series on Twi on uh, on YouTube where I um, explain what cant and cant efficiency are. So head in there. Uh, Roaming Adkrat, thanks very much. That was uh, a very useful prompt. Um, would parkway stations be good places for freight terminals? So yeah, no, this would be passenger only. However, you know, it's the sort of thing where you could you you could uh, you could build in additional infrastructure if you were going to create some sort of freight thing. But actually, no. Generally, uh, for this parkway station, it would be passenger only. You'd be aiming for a passenger only inter in, uh, interconnection, and you'd you'd probably so you've got a nice long space for platforms. You'd probably then rise one over the other, and this again is something I think which is a real plan for. Um, for HS2 and the connection to Northern Powerhouse Rail, which is uh, which is being developed, which is a essentially a, a flying junction, a connection between the new HS2 alignment, which is here in white, and um, and the the line coming out of Crossgates past the old uh, Vickers uh, factory where they build tanks, coming out of Crossgates and bypassing stupid Garforth uh, with its horrible reverse curves. Which is a good thing, because it means Garforth gets a better railway service. They'll start having a, they can start having a more like a suburban railway service style, rather than dealing with all the, all of the um, Transpennine trains that go through without stopping, and indeed all the other trains that go through without stopping. All of those intercity trains that come along on their way between York and Leeds, uh, that just stop. They, they massively blit, obliterate capacity, you know, ability to run local services through Garforth East, Garforth and Garforth Central, which may or may not ever appear uh, here possibly we'll find out that's another one of my designs uh, spoiler alert also micklefield um yeah basically you, you, you so you'll you'll bypass all that the point of this orange line the point of this transpennine line and this is what northern powerhouse rail is about is it is what you do is take every single transpennine express service and put it on the new line and make them fast trains you know make them high-speed trains and then what's left you run in a much more maybe not an entirely metrofied style system and service provision but what you do is um essentially all those lines along through through leads and out and we'll see them more on going the other direction all of those lines you can start running them with um much higher frequencies because you don't have to worry about flighting trains through at, at, at full speed to get through to manchester at high speed or manchester Airport at high speed they can all run on the dedicated lines and then the existing lines then start running better as um as uh, kind of uh, you know 
suburban high frequency services, but also you can squeeze a bit more freight in there as well. Um, right, anyway, uh, remember to at me in if you have queries, uh, because there's lots of chat. Good stuff. Hello. Garfith isn't stupid. No, it's not really stupid. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging bit of geometry. Uh, I was trying to get 110 miles an hour through here, and let me tell you, I was pushing the design limits right to their extremes. Um, very tricky bit of alignment through here. Uh, also, I was asked to show what happens when you put 125 mile an hour alignment in here, and let me just say, these houses were not surviving, and uh, oh, neither were these. So 125 is impossible, um, even with pushing the, the deficiency limits right up to their um, extreme extreme ends. Anyway, right, so at this point, you get back onto the existing alignment, which there is space to four-track this. So there is space, actually, to four-track along here. There is not space. So, so through cross gates, you can theoretically, with a road reconstruction, you can probably get, uh, uh, you can probably turn this into a four track station where you've got kind of uh, flanking platforms. Uh, there is space for all that. Where there isn't, so you can say, and the curvature is not too, you know, it's not too bad. You'd need to realign through um, through Neville Hill because at the moment the alignment, you've got a, a straight with two curves at either end, and that just doesn't give you the speed. So if you're wanting to increase speed, then what you want to do is have a nice single curve that goes through Neville Hill. And beyond Neville Hill, uh, coming into Leeds, much as everyone says they want Marshall Lane Viaduct to be quadrupled, it's not necessary to do that because there aren't any stations you can sort of slot everything in and you just aim for a really high you just re-signal this so that everything's going through at really high density so you'd rely on either conventional or ET signaling or etcs to, to basically conveyor belt trains through here so you don't necessarily need it to be four tracked um potentially causes more problems than it solves for tracking so long as you can get your platform allocation right in leads if you can get your platform allocation right um then uh, then you can flight stuff through here. It pulls into the correct platform and gets out, and then gets out in in where the lines are more complicated and disappearing off in all directions. On the other side, you need this is where you need to open out capacity. You need more lines, so you can get stuff flighted through uh, Leeds on uh, east of Leeds if you've got platform allocation uh, right, and then you've unlocked all the bottlenecks west of uh, Leeds Station. So that's key. Anyway, right. This is so. Then what you do uh, from here is well a variety of things. So. Uh, my proposals would look to... Well, I've got a couple of things. What have I got going on here? So this is the connection. And again, I think this connection is going to actually exist as a result of HS2. So HS2 are going to build a flying junction onto the Castleford lines. That'll come around and allow... Um, it will allow Northern Powerhouse Rail services to use HS2 between Sheffield and Leeds. Um, it'll allow some of those services. And, and that's the and the plan, I think, is... I don't know quite what that curvature is because that looks to me to be bulldozing some listed buildings so i don't quite know whether that curvature is quite right but in, in any case it's going to be broadly uh sitting on there i think it'll probably actually sit close to the existing castleford line alignments anyway the other thing that exists which has got some orange in it but you can't see because of the 3d 3d aerial shots is um is this viaduct here that everyone wants to turn into a garden uh except it's not a good idea to turn into a garden because actually it's a pair of lines that you could use now, if you're not going to Bradford, so you can see if I zoom out, you can see the, the orange curve there going round. If you're not going to Bradford, which I wasn't in my version of this alignment, I wasn't including Bradford. Um, wasn't the Metro plan anticipating more stages between Leeds and Crossgates? No, it wasn't actually, James P. It was acknowledging that that corridor is full and saying that it can't do anything on the existing track alignment through there. It's, it's saying that it's not possible to do that. Anyway, so my alignment is through here. It's exploiting the... What's this viaduct called again, everyone? The, the, who's on Who on here? Sarah, are you on, on watching this? Is it... Um, yeah, what's the what's the, what's the the name of this viaduct? I can't blink and remember. 
Leeds Garden Leeds Garden Viaduct Viaduct Garden. What is it? Holbeck Viaduct. That's the one. Holbeck Viaduct. That's what that is. Uh, currently empty, but neatly, neatly kind of traverses over the Castleford lines. It still has extant bridges. Or you need to replace all of these bridges because this these look like um they look like long. What are they? Uh, yeah, that looks like a long timber bridge. Also, the track is actually still there, which is quite interesting. According to this, uh, which is probably pretty recent. Anyway, there you go. So you've got formation there. Um, then I start freestyling. So at this point, I'm then going through industrial area and and compulsory purchasing things. But industrial land, much as people get pissed off when you bulldoze their industrial land, land the land is fairly cheap. And so long as you can relocate people, it's not the end of the world. So industrial land, that's okay for kiboshing. Its name is Fred. Thank you, Gareth Williams. Holbeck, Buchergreis, thank you very much indeed. It is, uh, it is uh, uh, Holbeck Viaduct. Uh, Ella, do you add ETCS to the bingo? All right, you can if you want. Anyway, right, what are we doing? So briefly kind of coming next to and paralleling the existing line towards, um, that's the existing Huddersfield line, so it's kind of going through Cottingley and then down to... Um, down into kind of uh, Morley and then through Morley Tunnel. There's Morley Tunnel. But we're we're splitting off at this point. So this is uh, slightly annoying that it's cutting through the land. I could turn terrain off, I suppose, but anyway. Uh, I think you're sort of seeing what's going on. If I zoom out a bit, you can sort of... There we are. I think this is a bit rubbish if I zoom out a bit. Let me just... Um, let me do something here. Let me just... Uh, 10 meters relative to ground... Uh, there we are. And then extend path to ground. Is that going to work? Let me just uh, have a look if that's done any better. No, not particularly. Anyway, you can sort of see what's going on. If I do... Yeah, that's sort of fine. I mean, this is I've just extended path to ground. This is not necessarily because everything's on a viaduct. It now looks like it's all on stilts, but it isn't necessarily. Anyway, um, cutting through there. Now, uh, what I did at this point is there's a mixture of trying to follow the, the M62 so because to try and minimize, you know, as a transport corridor, you kind of want to minimize how much sterile land you create. So whenever you're putting a bit of something next to a bit of linear transport infrastructure next to another piece of linear transport infrastructure, you're creating sterile land. So all this land here between the, the railway and the motorway is sort of sterilized. Uh, by sterilized, I mean more difficult to... Um, uh, more difficult to sort of uh, access, and so it, it can end up. And and actually, it's not necessarily a bad thing because you can. Um, what you can actually achieve is um, creating using it as habitat. So you can actually use it to sterilize the land and stop it being turned to agriculture. You can actually buy that land and turn it into habitat. So it's it's there are potentially opportunities, and and that's certainly what you'd hope to do here. Uh, let's have a look at the alignment down, uh, zooming in here. So you can see here, nice curve. Uh, ignore the ground profile what would be nice is if i didn't follow the ground profile the trouble is it disappears into the ground if i do that anyway you can sort of see what's going on horizontally this is fine vertically it's nonsense uh, because you don't design vertical alignments when you're doing crane easting uh, you just ignore the vertical and pretend that everything's fine um so there's a there's a nice straight you can see we're at this point we're starting to pick up speed uh, and uh so going through this industrial land kiboshing some industry my guess might be that they bore through there actually this alignment i think is pretty close to what northern paris rail will 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 pick oh or is it though i oh, know it's not because they've decided they're going to go to bradford so actually they're probably going to whiz off up here somewhere uh they're probably going to try the trouble is going to bradford means that you have to deal with a lot of additional you can see the, on the route to bradford you've got some green space but but there's a lot of urban area you've got to work your way through so um and they, i think they're going to be putting a station somewhere like like here i think someone in the st james 
centre, something like that. They're kind of moving the central business district south of it from, from this bit of Bradford. Anyway, I digress again. Let's go back to our alignment. So we're whizzing along the M62. Um, this is quite a skewed crossing. So again, I'd be guessing that you, you might bore or you might... Um, you, you probably uh, certainly for a shallow skew angle like that, you're probably going to box tunnel it. But you can't for for road crossings. You can assume box tunnel. So basically, where you um, uh, you have lots of individual segments where you, that over the rail. It's not like a traditional bridge over. You know, you're not going to have a big long span. You essentially create like box tunnel, and the the railway sort of works its way through uh, that structure. Um, then you can see we're we're essentially following the M62 alignment through here. So I was trying my best to. So there's some again there's there's some compulsory purchase and or tunnel boring going on. Uh don't give us stuff about golf courses. Um you know there's some challenges, you know again this people get angry about chopping this wood down even though it's essentially just plantation that happened with the M62 getting put in. Um and some of the, so again yeah we're following through here through and minimizing what time is it? Oh crikey, this was a long time wise. Anyway, wasn't along here. I need to say less about this. Uh, this will be a big old viaduct through here. That'll be, and I expect to see that that um, that'll get shouted about a lot when they're, when they're, but probably less than in the Chilterns, frankly. Um, that'll go through here. Then we're climbing up towards the the summit. Uh, so at this point, we are it's quite a steep gradient, I'd imagine, on the on the vertical. Again, we're trying to just trying to utilize the existing M62 corridor. But you can see this is a really good example of where this is only 160 miles an hour. And um, actually, this is pretty shallow, so probably it's a bit faster. But you see how bendy motorways are. So whenever people say, um, "Is box is a is a boxy sort of uh, tunnely thing?" How the Bermondsey dive under works? Yes, Ella, that's precisely how it works. Yep. Berlin Wall was brilliant for city centre habitat. <laughs> yeah. Um, could the sterile land be used to push uh, safe cycle routes between the towns and eco-friendly side projects? Certainly so. Yeah. Um, but my argument would be you should build a whole road next to this new railway and that whole road should then become a, a, a kind of a mixed mixed use because it's nice and wide. It can be safe mixed use blocking cycling path. Anyway, you can see the curvature of the railway compared to the motorway. You just can't. When people say, well, why are you not? Why are the HS2 people not saying you can dig up a motorway and put a railway on that? Well, it's because of this. <laughs> Have fun getting a railway that goes fast on that alignment. Um and, and and the faster railway means that it's more efficient. You need fewer trains um, and fewer, you know, the, the whole thing costs less. Uh, and also in the case of HS2, it, it you know, it's three main lines for the price of one. So where, where are we getting? We're reaching the, we're, we're kind of really climbing now. Um, at this point, we're cutting along next to the motorway. Uh, and then we split away from the M62. So the M62 climbs up over the summit um, it goes over that bit where it's really windy over the reservoir, uh, where, where it's the, the motorway forms the dam for the reservoir. Um, and then at this point, it's tunnely time. So either you're going to be climbing and then tunneling the summit, or you know, depending on what you do, or you might base tunnel it where you might stay a bit lower, but actually by this point, you're pretty high elevation anyway. So through here in tunnel form, and then cutting into the north of Manchester. Let me go north-south again. I keep managing to split it off. So um, just so everyone gets their bearings. Back, back connecting with the M62, um, at the M60 junction, then whizzing southwards, uh, tying in with the existing... Um, now, what bloody line is this? I don't know the Manchester lines that well. Um, Mills Hill and Moston. What lines are these? Oh, it's the... it's the. Um, sorry, it's the old... So we are joining up with the old route, the old Lancashire and Yorkshire um, alignment. Uh, so that's going up towards Tomadon, I think, isn't it? So what's that? That is Castleton and then uh, Rochdale... 
Smithy Bridge, Littleborough, and then that'll go up to Summit Tunnel, and, and yep, so that's Walsden, then Tomadon, and then, yeah, 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 okay, yep, yeah, so, and then round the top to Hebden Bridge and, and Mythelmroyd, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that bit of railway. The new alignment would come in and parallel that. It would Certainly, in my eyes, there's enough space for a... Um, You'd, you'd squeeze a four-track alignment in, and actually, there's 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 the form of four-track alignment through here. So it was four-track railway, uh, because you don't want to be you don't want to be mixing that traffic because you'd undermine all the benefit of of the segregation if you start um, putting these tracks. You know, if you start second placing the the existing kind of mixed traffic. Ah, why are motorways so bendy though? Because cars going at seventy miles an hour can be much more bendy than railways. Uh, Stevie and Selby, that's the Rochdale line. Thanks, thanks, Cold Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, does anyone live on those hills you're tunneling under? Would a deep station ever be appropriate on an east-west line? No, it definitely wouldn't. There's zero population through there. You just wouldn't bother. Put a tunnel through, nice and simple. Uh, no need for it at all. Um, you, you, the, the whole point of this is, is also that you're not building... You don't want, For this railway line, you do not want to put any additional stations on it. The point is that it's unlocking capacity in the existing line, so you don't want any additional stations. You want this to take all the existing stuff. If you want extra stations up here, then you need extra railway lines or you need to um, plumb them into the existing lines or far better actually is bus feed onto the onto the existing railway lines oh my god it's 20 it's 20 to uh, we're gonna have to do episode three because this is ending up being uh talking about existing railway lines rather than or sorry my old plans rather than um designing new ones maybe that's what we'll have to do episode three will be will be weatherby connection connections right this is the fun we're into manchester now so Coming into Manchester, uh, at this point, you're going to use some of the land here to portal up the the uh, Northern Paris Rail. It's going to go underground, so it's going underground. Now, what it does through Piccadilly is TBC. My preference would be um, that you have this as... as so I've, what I've done here is probably not what's going to end up happening. I think they're going to end up doing this slightly weird... Um, they're going to end up doing this slightly weird S thing. And in fact, they definitely are because they're planning to use that. Uh, they're planning to use the existing uh, HS2 alignment to then connect over to Leeds, which is like, okay, fair enough. But um, I'm just to find out if I've got the. Um, I think I might. Where is it? Northern Rail Upgrades. Yeah. If I click this, none of you are about to see this. None of you can see this, so don't pay attention to this. Oh, hopefully, it's not going to crash Google Earth. There's quite a lot of alignment, I think, in here. Uh, Burn me a sec. Yeah, so what they're planning to do is come. they're going to come in and then curve around and then come around and then use this. They're going to use this alignment and they're going to come up through Warrington like this and then there's going to be a station in Warrington as well, which is, which is fair enough because this is kind of like a halfway house. It's not quite HS2. You're going to have slightly more frequent... Um, you can probably have slightly more frequent stops than um, than HS2 does. You know, it's, it's like a step down in terms of segregation, so the speeds will be maybe slightly slower. You know, the average speed slightly slower, so you can squeeze in a few more uh, stations without it being a problem. So there's going to be a bank key interchange, I think, um, for the real uh, Northern Paris Rail, and they're going to do this S thing here, which will all be tunneled, and then it'll whiz up. You can see so so you can see the Northern Paris Rail. Uh, alignments, the transport from the north alignments that, that I'm going to get shouted at so much for showing you these. Uh, I can't even remember where I got them to be honest. Uh, they're whizzing up this way they're doing that, but you can sort of see where my options not that far off actually you know, you can see, not not that far off what they've proposed. Anyway it's enough of that. I'm already I'm already in trouble for showing you that uh, and yes, it would be an underground station. It would be underground platforms in in uh, unavoidably going to be underground platforms in Piccadilly. I think no matter how it ends up being. So I think the whole of the approach to, um, uh, for me, it then starts being like, well, why are you doing the 
the funny S shape. Just straighten it off. It doesn't need to be the funny S shape in any way. Uh, we'll see what the integrated rail plan comes up with the IRP um, later this year. Uh, whether they say that that this S thing is stupid if the whole lot's going to be tunnelled and it's going to be a through station. Anyway, my preference would be to actually have the HS2 do its thing. I, I mean, the HS2 is stupid, generally stupid, because I think that the we're, we're bedding in past stupid choices. My preference would be that HS2's main alignment would come up here, uh, would whiz through Manchester and would continue northwards on its own alignment and then connect up the West Coast Main Line. Because why are we embedding the stupidity of the fact the West Coast Main Line does neither meeting Merseyside or Manchester? Put Manchester on the through tracks heading northwards. Anyway, you know, HS2 is far from perfect, but it's it's fitted into a, a, a world of, of small minds and, and uh, limited remits, unfortunately abolish the treasury anyway so my fanciful route then whizzes off um on a fairly straight alignment this would be uh, potentially some of this because it's industrial you could have out and about but i think a lot of it would be tunneled i think you'd have quite a long urban tunnel uh kind of whizzing out following the existing railway alignment ish um and then what what did i do then I, oh yeah i skirt back and join the um join the motorway again so i'm joining the motorway down towards uh, warrington what's this this is the 56 right down towards Warrington, uh, where I would have, and this is not in dissim- uh, not not uh, dissimilar to what's going to be happening on uh, for HS2 because they're going to have the they're going to have a flying junction here to allow the HS2 trains to whiz off towards Liverpool, uh, unless it gets kiboshed. You know, it could get kiboshed. The NIC got rid of it. Stupid NIC. So yeah, actually they don't show it. They don't show it there. My, uh, I th- because these are old alignments, I think the plan is and already been adjusted to put a, a cord in to, to allow HS2 trains to whiz off towards Liverpool. Anyway, my proposals would come in over the top of Warrington and not bother with the station, just like I ignored Bradford. I'd, I'd change that now. I think I would include Bradford. You know, I would include Bradford and Warrington. Having seen the overall operational model, it does make sense to connect Bradford into Northern Powerhouse Rail just as it does with Warrington. Uh, anyway, coming in, coming in, and then. Um, essentially taking a new alignment because you, the, the lines into Liverpool Lime Street are super congested and could be better used as as a sort of a uh, sort of metro style services, you know, expanding Mersey Rail, frankly, uh, and also having, so expanding Mersey Rail, but also having like S-Train style services between the centres as well. Uh, some of the stations along here that are just uselessly underserved, well, what's Lee Green, what's the other one, Rainhill, uh, Whitson, what's the other, what's the one that I uh, often use when, oh yeah, it's... Uh, no, it's not Padgate. It's Birchwood. So the Arcadis office, my day job, uh, the, the Manchester, the Warrington office, sorry, not the Manchester office, the Warrington office is over here. And it's a stupid long walk, kind of an annoying faff. And it's like up here. It's really badly connected by public transport. And you connect up with Birchwood and there's like one train in rush hour. It's useless. I mean, that's possibly an exaggeration. Maybe there's two. Ooh. But it's just a useless station. And to get to it, if you're going to a meeting any outside of peak time, it's even worse. It's like one hour, a train every two hours. It's completely useless. That's the sort of train that should be. There should be a train there every sort of eight minutes. You know, it's a major area with, with like retail and commercial. It's just Dulawi. Anyway, I'm coming into. So that's a similar story up here. Coming in, and then you start tunneling, and you'd have a tunnel approach into Lime Street, and then you'd have new tunneled underground uh, platforms, I think. I don't think you could do anything else through here. It's too busy. So that is. The Transpennine link. It's 1947. Right, while you're in here, I need a folding bike. Yeah, it's true. Could I make this an episode an extended edition so I can talk about Weatherby? I was hoping to keep this one tight. Uh, we'll see. It might be that I just need to do another episode. Tell me whether you want me to do... Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's no one watches Rail Natter, right? So no one's gonna, no, no one important watches this and is gonna send me emails shouting at me for showing you potential uh, non-pass rail alignments, right? Eh. Right, let's go northwards. So combined with that, my other proposal is like the East Coast Main Line north of Nathalaton is stupid, right? It's stupid. Durham is, uh, sorry, this is Darlow. Darlow is fine. It's kind of fairly all right to Darlow. Then north of Darlington, it's absolutely pants. Very weavy. Um, and as a result of the fact that it's quite busy, it doesn't serve lots of urban areas that it could. You know, like, could be serving. There are several places that should have stations on the East Coast mainland that can't because um, it's too busy. You know, Chester Street. Uh, how many trains call it Chester Street? Not nearly enough. Anyway, so what's my proposal to fix that? My proposal to fix that, also, uh, you know, one of the largest urban areas not on a mainline railway, because I'm sorry, it's not on a mainline railway. Teesside, you know, Borough, Stockton, Thornaby, all these, this massive urban area here that's entirely detached from the mainline railway network. So my proposal is to, um, is to actually build a new East Coast mainline, a bit like Trent Valley lines around Birmingham, build a new East Coast mainline alignment that would have a minimum number of stations, uh, in fact, I would just have one uh, here, actually, um, and then uh, at Thornaby, which would act as the sort of hub for the whole area. So you'd have Thornaby as the hub, rather than Stockton or, or Middlesbrough, you'd, you'd, you'd pen it into Thornaby, and then you'd have like S train services dialing out, and, and also connecting up to to Darlow as well to Darlington. Anyway, right, I'll show you this then, shall we? Um, uh, what's the difference between this uh, slightly longer tunnel into the world? Well, indeed. Um, could you have a high-speed station in Sunderland too? It'd be great for Sunderland. Well, as a as a Sunderland person, uh, you'd think that it pretend. I mean, you, you could, but it would involve more. And so I, I when I did this, and I, and I might change it. You know, in hindsight, I might change it and say like actually. But the thing is, at that point, you end up with a kink and a, a bit of an operational challenge. In so potentially, yes, actually, uh, you know, we're side Sunderland. It's where a quarter of me is from Sunderland. Um, Potentially, yeah, but it just becomes more complex, I think. So that's why I hadn't done it. But, you know, I did this alignment a very, very long time ago. So if I followed my top seven rules, potentially I would plumb Sunderland in. Um, it just becomes more construction and more urban construction, I think. So exploiting the existing flying junctions through Nathalaton, um, I'm whizzing off along the Yarm lines, except that I would propose to um, to four-track this. I would propose it would be, be a, a four-track alignment. Um, you can see I'm, I'm uh, snipping off a corner there to get the speed. Uh, but following the Yarm alignment, happy days, um, because the Yarm alignment is pretty good, actually. But um, I split off from said Yarm alignment and go and join the A19. So before I get to Yarm, splitting off, leaving Yarm, that line to it. I mean, you, don't, you wouldn't necessarily need to segregate if the trains running on both lines were of about similar performance. So if it was elect if, if all the yarn trains were electrified, which they should be anyway, um, and they were capable of 125 miles an hour, then it wouldn't necessarily be a problem if they were running. You could have this as two track because you wouldn't necessarily, so long as there's not a station being built along here, um, then you can just flight them and it wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world. But if you want the complete segregate operationally, if you want to reduce the headache of, of having the, the resilient, you know, if you want better timetable resilience, then you'd, you'd segregate them. Anyway, so then at this point, I'm splitting off and following the A19, which has a, an insane, the A19 is insane. Uh, between Thirsk and, uh, uh, well, basically between the A1M and uh, like Borough, the A19 is just like a racetrack. It's bonkers. Uh, that's what you get if you're in marginal constituencies, folks. Overly built roads, massively overbuilt roads. Anyway, so that cuts up through 
and then follows sort of in some of the green land through and then it gets because it's basically every train would stop here you can do slightly snazzy things so i'd portal so you'd portal here you'd burrow down um i don't know the geology so i don't know how realistic this would be but my pl proposal would be that you'd have a bit like old oak common you'd end up with a building a big uh sort of uh, transport so this is thornaby station which is quite, quite pokey i do use it quite a lot to catch the train back to york if i've cycled over chop gate um but you could build a big old oak common style there's a nice roundhouse there look at that isn't that lovely look at that fantastic um big big hub station here uh, so well wound in you'd have trade you know you'd, you'd divert the 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 kind of the existing suburban services would come through here. you build a nice station and it would have to be sufficiently low to get underneath the t's so that the, the geological practicalities of that i don't know you can you can achieve anything with a sufficient budget and, and sufficient engineering now so, so that would be my proposal whether that ends up you know whether that actually is totally impractical i don't know but that would be what i'd do um so with east coast mainline high speed rail put a bypass around western newcastle no no everything goes through newcastle newcastle's a big place everything goes through there so so you wouldn't anyway so coming north of here uh you're climbing up and actually i'm finding an old railway alignment again but I think this might... I don't know what por point I'd um, portal this back out on, into the real world again, having been tunnelled up. Um, it would then come along here on this alignment. Um, it's actually diverging a bit here because of reasons. I can't remember why. I'd, I think I turned that into one straight. That's probably a bit of a cock-up on my part. Actually, the, the alignment should be slightly curved to, to follow the existing tracks here, or you'd four-track it or whatever. Or maybe you'd borrow... The other thing, of course, you could do is you could portal it again and go underneath here and then whiz out bulldoze this golf course and get through here and this weird housing estate here goodness knows but they're red paving a little bit strange isn't it is that like passive house or something is it all like snazzy it doesn't look like it, it looks like standard british oh look i'm a cottage houses oh, never mind anyway uh either we do a, either we do a, a mexper on them uh, or probably better to just sort of um work your way through in an, in an alternative manner without building anything anyway so coming through here uh this is entirely green field uh what am i bulldozing here i'm definitely bulldozing something there aren't I? it's just not showing me where i'll make this orange again actually where am i let's go up here sorry everyone uh and properties and just make this uh ff six six zero zero lovely and altitude i'll just put this 20 meters above the ground so you sort of see it there we go uh, yeah, so whatever that is, is gone. Cheerio. Sorry to those stables, business, whatever. We, we can, you know, we work these things out, but that, it's just, you know, this is just me. This is broadly me providing a higher speed alignment. So then I'm cutting in. Uh, so there's some forest impact there, not ideal. Trying to follow field boundaries because that minimizes land purchase. But you can see I'm actually now joining up with and paralleling an, ex an old railway line, um, but briefly, and then disappearing off it again. Um Oh, well, you can see I'm, I'm disappearing off it just because it kinks a bit. But that, I can't remember what line this is, but it's a, there are so many railway lines around this part of the world for, for mining and stuff. Um, whizzing off it, then rejoining it again. And then I think, yeah, sort of still broadly following it. Um, and then we've cut away from it at this point onto Greenfield again. Uh, very much Greenfield at this point. This is more interesting. How we deal with that um, wind turbine is probably a bit of a, a laugh more forest so you can see this is quite it's, it's more rural more complicated um whizzing through that probably be a tunnel because i think the elevation is quite high there so you'd, you'd go through that or you'd, you'd excavate and cut and cover uh, again trying to follow field boundaries uh what's that we're whizzing over the the, the the oh it's the old leam side that doesn't actually exist anymore really and then we're cutting through rejoining the a1m or kind of coming parallel to the a1m to an extent crossing it 
uh, but my proposal would be at this point you'd portal it so you'd go over the top of the of the what is that is that the weir yeah it is you'd go over the top of the river weir and then you'd scoop straight into a portal and just and then whiz off under this lot and then pop out again um uh by the time you're joining the East Coast Mainline again. So you're whizzing along the East Coast Mainline. And at this point, basically, you tie back into the East Coast Mainline and then happy days. So that's what that is. That is my thing. The Wellfield line, uh, Barry Jones is suggesting. Oh, cheerio, Graham. A pleasure to have you. Um, oh, no, Eurostar Lover 009 is up. Graham's just saying bye. Um, yeah, it could could be the Wellfield line, actually. There's quite a lot of bits and pieces around there. That Anyway, so that's that. That's my That was my proposal for a new East Coast Mainline um, set of fast lines, basically. You know, show your thoughts. And it is 1956. Are we going to find... So you know what? And I've, I said I'd, I've promised some Weatherby action. Maybe we'll have a look, but we'll save this for another time. Uh, I won't make it as long next time, so it'll only maybe be a few episodes down the line. But uh, I definitely want to... Speedy thing goes in, speedy thing comes out. Yeah, precisely, Roman Adekrat. Anyway, that's my thoughts. And, and basically, because this is a huge poten- urban area with a lot of brownfield, a lot of potential... Uh, and I have a huge soft spot for for everyone in in Teesside, and the whole region is uh, just like this whole urban area has the potential to be massively kind of. If it was better served by public transport, it, it's like the growth potential, the potential of this is, is huge. Um, lots of high tech industry potential, yeah, lot of lot of lot of time for that part of the country, and it's just it's just a forgotten bit of the world because it's not on the main, because it's not either on the A1M or on the East Coast Main Line. It's just it's it's a bit of the world that Britain forgets about, and we shouldn't. Anyway, that's that. How do you deal with the curvature of the platforms at Newcastle st- uh, Station? Well, thankfully, HS2 is fixing that anyway. HS2 is doing a load of work at Newcastle. Newcastle's getting massively rebuilt for HS2. So um, that problem sort of solves itself. And actually, there are a lot of major plans for the East Coast Mainline at this end anyway. And some of it is talking about this sort of thing. I don't think they've been as radical as I have here, but they are talking about some bypasses, some some work to, to improve. Because the East Coast Mainline is very full and it's a major cons- it's a major constraint. Um. So anyway, that was all that. There you go. Um, let's turn off all of those many things and um, turn on this thing, which is a massive unsorted folder of former railway alignments. Where are we? There we are. Because I think this is Weatherby. Yeah, here we are. Here's Weatherby. This is Weatherby. And this is where I was going to... Um, actually, because I cycled there over the over the weekend. It was really nice. Uh, this is this bit of rail- railway is basically all cycle paths. quite nice. And this, this bit over... Um, over the wharf is lovely. Uh, actually, I didn't actually look at what... Ah, uh, sad times, it's not 3D, so I can't see. Right, put your votes in for... I know you all want me to just run on long, but I'm quite hungry and I want to go and eat, and I think it'd be better to not rush it. I'd like to take our time over the Weatherby thing. So who is... Uh, where can I find more info on what HS2 is doing at Newcastle? Uh, Google it. I think it's on the HS2 website, but there's um, there's uh, quite a bit of information on the Network Rail website about the future plans for Newcastle as well. Uh, right, so everyone's missing everyone's missing weatherby well either either literally or metaphorically missing the the weatherby what we're going to do i think we're going to save the weatherby bit for next time who is if you're upset about this but understand and want me to eat uh say so in the chat now um but so we have these existing lines but the trouble with the existing lines is that they are basically you and this is a prelude to what we're going to talk about um momentarily by the way so if i shove the slides back so that was transpenalines i've done the ecml via t side then we're going to say let's get drawing well actually we're not going to do drawing this time i'm afraid because it's an hour and we're going to do another hour and, we do, and it's just going to be weatherby i promise it'll just be doing <laughs> granny's thing uh yeah so the trouble with the existing lines is that they are basically uselessly located operationally like um 
this skirts too far away from any urban area to be to, to be much use um other than just linking to Weatherby, which is not much good. Uh, you know, some potential, you know, Collingham Bridge Station maybe and, and Bardsley, but yeah, okay. So some possible, Thorner, but not ideal. So there, there, there's some problems. And the other thing is the main line, the, the old main line that, that went northwards is just uselessly located for operationally because what you want to be doing is connecting Weatherby to York and Leeds. You want a line connecting York and Leeds, but there's no, there is no option to do that. So basically this is where the, just because there was an existing line there before doesn't mean you should reinstate it rule comes to play because I, I don't think if you're going to reattach if you're going to reattach weatherby to the to the railway network and and kind of run services through it i i think you'd do something different so it could be quite interesting to look at what that what those options are anyway uh people are asking me about the coventry very light rail uh yes and uh, you know what so that's that's quite so whether be whether it's off we're gonna do it next time i'm so sorry everyone but an hour has passed and and it's time for grub so i'm gonna go to big face because let's um hello uh chop me your questions another episode would be fine people are saying it's fine Cranies to number four tram metro stuff is really a genre unto itself the trouble with tram metro stuff I, I, i've done some design on that recently so my knowledge is increasing but it's outside of my it's outside some of my knowledge actually so i'm less um, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm, if I was going to do it, I need to get an expert on, I think. Um, in any case, right. Uh, yeah. So it would be interesting to look at for number four. It's certainly like DLR based stuff, um, is, is interesting. Uh, so, uh, Opera Tetse is saying, Hey Gareth, are you planning to talk about Coventry very light rail? I saw the finished vehicle at a showcase in the city center today. And I remember you mentioned it in a video. Yeah. I want to get someone on to talk about it because, um, for me, it's still juries out as to whether it's a good idea or not, but because it's using steel, you know, steel wheel, steel rails. It's not, to my mind, it's not a gadget ban. It's just an interesting, it, it's 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 one step down from, it's actually light rail rather than trams, which is, is actually not so much light rail. It's medium capacity systems actually aren't, they're not really light rail. They're, they're a step beyond that. So yeah, from my perspective, uh, yeah, cheers, John Christoph, cheerio. Um, my, from my perspective, uh, I think uh, it could be, it's, it's an interesting option. I, I'm interested to look at it, but it, it certainly shouldn't be seen it, it's one step down, not one step up from, uh, yeah, one step down, not one step up from, from trams, from from well, from MCSs, LRT as they're often slightly confusingly called. Um, right, yeah, everyone's saying that we should do it next time, and you're right, Matt Reed. I will do a little bit of Weatherby railway history next time, um, and I'll tie it in and, and talk about Weatherby and talk about when it wasn't on the rail network anymore, and maybe that'll be our case study. We'll do a Crane Easter case study, and that'll be the next episode. Um, Hashtag Bravin for Mayor. Yes, good point, Alfonso Le Pulce. Uh, uh, right, anyway, to Weatherby or not to Weatherby, that is the question. Well, indeed. I am going to, uh, if you've got any questions, uh, chuck them in, but I'm going to bring up the, the endy bits. Uh, so let's go no face again. Uh, yes, we are available on all, basically anywhere you can get podcasts. Rail Natter is now available. Um, so do that. If you, if you are a listener... And you have been listening. I hope this format works. This is a particularly stretchy format in terms of whether it works in audio only. I don't know, but hopefully, it's not too bad. I get updates from I get updates from certain people who say whether episodes are bad or not in audio for only, and generally they seem to be all right. So that, that's good. Um, next is for me to say, oh my voice is going. I should have some water before it catastrophically disintegrates. Um, yes, good questions. Keep sending them through. Patreon. Uh, please do su- consider going on to Patreon and supporting me because it makes more of this nonsense happen. You can tell me what you want me to do in episodes and 
Um, and you get to appear on random episodes apparently as well, which was good fun uh, when that happened a few weeks ago. So patreon.com slash Gareth Dennis. Please do uh, go in, have a link, uh, have a look, have a laugh at the um, uh, have a laugh at the tiers system in there. Um, and you can give as little as you like. There are no, there are no like you can give me as some of you do you can donate large amounts of money a month which i'm very grateful for but you get no additional benefit other than satisfaction you know personal satisfaction but if you if you donate you know a quid a month you you get all the same benefits so it's it's not it's not pricey you know it's like literally a quid a month and but everyone's asking for a quid a month so i don't mind if you don't support me but you know i feel very sheepish on these things uh but i it's but yes do because it allows more of this to happen the discord is link is back um Go in and join the... I don't know if the Discord server... Now I've put the link up if it's now been mobbed again, but I think we've increased the security level. Um, and it might be that we increase it to verified status people only. Uh, I don't know. But we're working on the security of that because some nasties tried to come in and bomb it. Uh, but it's it's back. The link is back. Um, and, uh, yeah, do come and get involved in the community, the Discord community. So it's garethdennis.co.uk slash Discord. And if you don't want to do any of that, but you just fancy chucking me loose change because you're lovely, then you can do that at paypal.me slash garethdennis as well. Um, and, indeed, thanks for your support. So on to the ads before I go to questions. Uh, here it is, Haringworth Viaduct or the Welland Valley Viaduct. Viaduct. Um, yeah, I did surveys on this uh, for, like, two weeks. And a lot of those were spent in very misty evenings, uh, by which I mean 4 a.m. and uh, or earlier. And it was pitch black and very misty. And for most of the lo- length along the valley, I couldn't see the valley floor. So I could see like ahead and behind, but I couldn't actually see the floor of the valley, which was um, yeah, it's fast. It's really quite ethereal, and it's it's stunning. It's just this huge structure that just sort of appears with all these sort of uh, is it Bedfordshire? No, it's Rutland, isn't it? Sort of these these sort of bits of england that most people don't know anything about because uh, it's not hugely interesting but it's quite pleasant and verdant you know it's very english looking right uh so nothing nothing hugely commendable but just very pleasant some nice pubs and all sorts of nice but anyway this incredible viaduct stands through as this wonderful feature just absolutely spectacular and it's hilariously patchy like the brickwork is really patchy because it it, <laughs> it is and has been maintained in very patchy form over the years anyway the reason I put this picture up is because it was in Tim's show and it was a fantastic final episode of the Architecture of the Railways built last night. So, uh, yeah, go watch it, catch up, um, and uh, and show Tim your support for him. And uh, there, there's Series 3 coming up, which Tim has already said to you that I'm in, so uh, you can look forward to that one. What am I covering, though? Ooh. And uh, and some other people who are in Series 3, which I can't tell you about because uh, they haven't been teased. But um, Series 3 is happening. And also, uh, Secrets of the London Underground is, is another new series with uh, City Holloway, which is going to be good fun as well. Back from, I think, the first episode of Rail Matter, actually, from the, uh, from Rail Matter, for, uh, the architecture of the railways built from a long time ago. Yeah, anyway. Next week, we are stretching the format and the technology to their limits. Ella, you're going to be getting pestered by me big time. Because we have two guests on. We have Alistair Baldwin and Kelly Shuttleworth from the Institute for Government talking about how governments use evidence to make transport policy, or in the case of the UK, don't use evidence to make transport policy, or indeed just don't make transport policy at all. So that should be an interesting one. Uh, How much will they feel uncomfortable by me shouting about the Treasury? Tune in next week to find out. Um, (laughs) So this should be be an interesting interesting episode, uh, I think. Uh, it's going to be another PDF page turn. We're just going to t- page turn their report, but with the authors with us. 
so we'll kind of they'll pick out the things that they think are important and relevant in each page and we'll we'll see how it goes and we'll try and keep it to within an hour but it's uh it's an interesting it's a very interesting document and worth chewing through so uh, that should be fantastic i'm looking forward to it right there were some questions so i'm going to answer those with my giant face appearing again hello everyone oh by the way uh the the corporate identity manual is moving down a shelf so it's going to be level with this one uh so that you can see it i, I have plans unfortunately i screwed the ikea book thing in so i have to do a bit of unscrewing and faffing but anyway right uh let's go through these questions with a bit of weather of history yet a bit of whole episode on weatherby past present and future well it'll, i'll do it as a korean east episode but it'll be the it'll be a weatherby special right um here we go right 2007 right yeah yeah, yeah. would hs2 continue to glasgow edinburgh uh work and what should it look like said as he says eddie owen well hs2 will go up to glasgow and edinburgh from from day one it'll, it'll run off phase one uh phase 2a up onto the west coast mainline head up to edinburgh and glasgow but there are there's an acknowledgement that there's a lot of work that needs to be done on uh, not just north of the border but also south of the border and Transport Scotland are actually looking at plans to do upgrades even south of the Scottish border to enable a three hour journey time between London and and uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow and they are there's an acknowledgement that major work needs to be done just as I talked about the Scottish Greens report um, there's an acknowledgement there's a major amount of work that needs to be done not just on the on the the approaches but also Glasgow Central needs to expand to enable not just in terms of platform numbers but also in the platform lengths to enable 400 meter potentially 400 meter but even 200 meter trains pulling in so lots of work to be done uh, similar Edinburgh you know the approaches to Edinburgh from the from the west are absolutely clogged so lots of work to be done David Shepherd are there disused railways that point at each other that would make possible good choices for lower land purchase costs um i mean you have to judge it by every sort of every every case is different you know if you can use the chances are in a lot of cases the the existing railway line is as complicated legally to buy that back as it is uh, a greenfield bit of land potentially if you've got buildings built up next to the old railway it's actually even easier to pick greenfield land so they're just not um not that not that uh not always that useful. It doesn't mean, you know, if you can use an existing line, then great. Uh, Matt Reed, I am going to go and eat momentarily. Don't worry, I'm just answering some questions uh, while I'm here. Operatetsa, um, it is going to triple capacity on the bus routes, apparently, because it's going to run so frequently. So it's something uh, because buses in Coventry are so overcrowded. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Coventry system up and running. It is higher frequency than bus, but it's also more intense. Like, it's, it's, it's as much the segregation that achieves that. So... But it's yeah, I'm I'm uh, we'll see we'll see. Tim did say beating reversal yesterday, and the klaxon went off in my head. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, David Shepard, who's secretly London underground. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, where are we? What are the questions? James Potts. It does seem mad that H2 Western Leg doesn't just go into Manchester and then go up to Glasgow Scotland. Absolutely yes. Do you know why they have went for a sort of halfway house alignment? Lack of imagination. Uh, trying to cut costs trying to basically emulate the existing service patterns without having an imagination of what 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 a network uh, ultimately not having a total overall future strategy is probably the issue if they'd had the strategy of this will go to scotland what would the ideal railway network look like well not having stupid not basically just emulating the existing west coast mainline but having it go straight through manchester geology is complicated north of Man manchester don't get me wrong um have i seen the new scottish national, scottish national transport strategy any thoughts uh says rad cjo uh no i haven't i need to dive into that i think thoughts on making hs2's y shape into an x by connecting new street and down south to bristol uh all i can say on that is uh this let me just do this and also switch this off all i can say to that is yeah i think that this picture here oh ignore the 
the, that's the great central. Don't worry about that. That's something different entirely, separate entirely. That that ignore that. Uh, what's untitled there? I don't know what that is. Anyway, yes, is the answer. Absolutely, I do. And I've been investigating different po- options and routes and how you'd go across the uh, Severn, but you definitely need a new Severn tunnel as part of that. Anyway, um, oh, you can't see that because I'm on big face. Let me go back to small face and also do this. This should give you the answer. There we are. Uh, that's how I feel about HS2 being a... Uh, Actually, it's almost like a dancing... It's like the dancing meme person, actually, because they've got... Once you've got the NPR in, and then you've got that bit, all of a sudden it starts looking like a different shape entirely, but absolutely there should be an X, and, and I've kind of got ideas about what that should look like already. Anyway, um, let's get rid of my face again, and... Oh, actually, let's go big face again. And um, I remember to turn my cursor off. Yeah, very good point. I'll uh, I'll do that shortly. I've seen the no- Scottish National Transport Strategy... Any thoughts? Now I've done that already. Mouse cursor. Couldn't use high-speed rail routes in Scotland. Used uh, tunnels to avoid landslips, possibly. But, but again, you judge that by by location and by design. Anyway, right. That's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> all I can say is, uh, having having done that chat, is um, is to say is to say cheerio, folks. It's been a pleasure. Cheerio. I'm only twelve minutes late. Oh. Cheerio, everyone. Have a good evening. I'll see you on Friday for streaming, and I'll see you on Monday for streaming, and I'll see you on Wednesday for more rail natter. Cheerio!